Hello everybody, welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation. In this series, we're looking to help business owners, business leaders see how coaching can help them and their teams be the people they want to be, achieve the things they really want to achieve in their life. We also aim it at fellow coaches. What we're really looking to do is to show them our experiences and hope that that inspires them and helps them develop their own skills and practices. I'm Graham Wiley. I've been coaching business leaders and business owners around the world for the last two decades. Nothing more to say now other than get ready, get comfortable. Here comes this edition of The Coaching Conversation. For today, I thought we would talk about who makes a good executive coach. (laughs) I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek because really that is, there's no simple answer to this. There's, There's no process you can go through that suddenly turns anybody and everybody into a brilliant executive coach. Just, it's not quite like that really. Um, so what makes a really great executive coach? For me, the, the first point is it, it really helps if, if it's something you really want to do. If as an executive coach, you, you really enjoy helping people and, and I don't just mean telling people what to do and giving them instruction. I mean, actually helping people work out difficult challenges, work out what they're going to do, possibly the risks they're going to take that they might not have otherwise chosen to take. That, that's a really, really good starting point for an executive coach. If, if you believe that being an executive coach is all about sharing your knowledge, is all about giving people the value of your wisdom and experience that's really mentoring and that's not in itself coaching it can be part of a coaching program as we've said many times in the past but you're very nearly getting into being a trainer you're very nearly into getting to be someone actually giving instruction and that's not really pure coaching in the normal understanding of it in the profession so another great attribute is someone who's really, really empathetic, understanding exactly the perspective from your coachee's point of view does give you a brilliant start point for understanding the questions to ask, how to help them explore the problems that they're being faced with, and, and how to help them believe that you're on their side. And you're not simply trying to um, set ridiculous tasks or um, explore things that don't really help. Another great attribute is a very positive frame of mind. If in a coaching session, you're going to spend a lot of time sympathising with how difficult things are, then you're encouraging the coachee not to take steps to make change. And the whole point of a coaching program is change. The whole point is that they'll be better at some things at the end of the program than they were at the beginning. And so if by sympathising with them, you encourage them to believe something's impossible, that's not awfully helpful to the idea of the program. 
And if you then take the positive side a little bit further, the beauty of a positive frame of mind that you have, you'll become infectious. We all, we all know that the way we feel, the way we turn up to any event directly impacts how other people interact with us. Well, it's particularly true in a coaching program. So if you turn up and a bit ruffled and a bit tired and a, a bit vacant and perhaps not really focused on the job in hand, then that will reflect in the way that the coach sees you and sees the coaching program. So regardless of, of where you're coming from, the moment you're on the stage of the coaching session, you need to be fully present, fully focused, and totally positively minded to help the person say in front of you. Yet another attribute is to have really, really good understanding of their personal situation. And I don't mean being nosy and understanding all of their ins and outs of their domestic situation. I don't really mean that. What I mean is having a really good understanding of the things that are affecting the way they're trying to deal with their issues. So do they have a, a relationship problem with somebody at work? Do they have challenges with subordinates that they're finding particularly difficult? Is there something going on with their boss or their boss's boss that is impacting their ability to take risk? And so on and so on and so on. So understanding sensitively the influences, the softer influences that are going on around them in the workplace and being able to extrapolate that into the way in which you coach them through these change programs is going to be really, really, really helpful. So in a nutshell, understanding the culture that they're living in and being able to not be put off by that, but be able to build on that constructively for them, with them, is a great skill. Another aspect, I think, that helps great coaches is to be humble. One of the fantastic privileges that I experience as a coach is seeing people grow and develop and achieve the things they want to achieve. <clears throat> but the reality is they did it. You, you were the facilitator, but you didn't do it. They did and recognising your role in this is really as the humble facilitator. Yep, absolutely celebrate success. Abs absolutely help them reflect on how well they're doing. Absolutely. But, but don't interrupt that by assuming that without you, nothing of this could possibly have taken place. And the reality is the coach, and this is where the humility piece I think it's particularly important recognising that the coachee may well have taken very substantial risk in that programme to achieve those changes. And you didn't. You were always in the safe space. Another aspect I believe is particularly conducive to being a, a good, effective executive coach is having a, a generally wide experience of, of working life whether it's different cultures whether it's different kinds of professional practices or whether it's 
different kinds of um, hands-on working, so as an engineer, or as an architect, as a, um, a, a doctor, when you're helping, having a, a good understanding, being able to envisage in your own mind the kind of world they live in, the kind of things they experience day to day can be really helpful. And so often, if I can, when I'm working with new clients, I like to visit their premises. I like to, to tour and, and, and understand their world. And, and whilst a lot of senior people do working offices, depending on the business that they're in, there is an extension of that office, which is where the magic happens, whether it's a factory, whether it's a warehouse, whether it's a building site, what, what, whatever it is, whether it's a design studio, what, what, whatever the reality of their productive world is, getting a good sense of that and being able to build that into your understanding and the way in which you're going to help them and coach them through their change program is really, really useful. It's also important to understand that as an executive coach, you're going to be coaching people at very different stages of their career. And you're also going to be coaching them at very different ages. And so understanding what's going on in their life at those different stages, in those different situations, and, and making adjustments to the way in which you're approaching it is really, really helpful. And that spills over into recognising the importance of diversity. When you are coaching people who don't look like you, it's really important not to, in any way, allow any form of judgment to arise in the way in which you talk to them, the way in which you question them, the way in which you help them work their problems out. Because their situation may be alien to you. It doesn't doesn't mean the process that you're going to take as an objective observer, an objective challenger, doesn't work equally well, because clearly it does. Finally, I think a really good executive coach is somebody who takes a pride in their professionalism, takes a pride in the way in which they conduct the whole of the process. So, at the beginning of the process, you've got a contract with the sponsor, usually the employer, the person paying the bill. They have a series of objectives they want from the process. What are they? You've got goals and objectives from the coachee, and how do they bond in with what the company wants, what the sponsor wants? And, and then agreeing what, therefore, the, po the programme goals are going to be between you and the coachee, bearing in mind all of the three parties involved. And then as you go through that programme, recording diligently at each session what the coachee has agreed to do and sharing that with them afterwards as a, an aid memoir and also to get their commitment to those tasks, commitment to those objectives, those things they're going to go and do between the sessions is pretty imperative to keeping them focused. Then at each session, making sure you review 
the goals. Make sure you review how you've um, agreed that they'll behave between the last session and the new session and, and therefore review the results. How did it go? What worked? What didn't work? What does that lead to for the next period? What are they going to adjust and how are they going to focus on the various aspects of the goals that they're looking to improve upon? And then as you're going through the programme, perhaps about halfway, have a, a review with the sponsor. Are they seeing the change that they're looking for? Is it working for them? And again, at the end, exactly the same. Did, did everybody get what they wanted? Did, did the coachee really get what they wanted? Do they have feedback for you as the coach? Have they got some learning for you to take away from the experience? Has the sponsor got what they think they've paid for? And is it really a foundation for the continued development of the coachee that everybody wanted it to be? And as a, a coach, as an executive coach, do you believe that you've delivered what you promised that you would deliver, both for the coachee and the sponsor? And recognising, therefore, that as a professional, people are paying you for outcomes, not for processes. You may be a brilliant coach, but if you can't help them actually make the changes that they need to make, then that's not what people are paying for. So, there we have it. That's what I think it takes to be a great executive coach. So, see you again next time. Bye-bye. So, there you have it. That was the latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. Hope it was useful. Hope it did what it was meant to do for you. If you want any more information about our coaching practice, it's at the executivemindset.co.uk. While you're there, you can book your own free session, which will give you a much deeper insight to what coaching can really do for you. If you enjoyed the session, please give us a good rating. And if you want to reach out for further information, do email me at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. That's about it for this time and look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.